And who here, my kid included, would rather play with a cardboard box than the $50 toy that came in the box? Because that's my life too. Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of Talk Clutter to Me. So today I'm going to go deep into the four different kinds of clutter that we as organizers experience, but even more so us as people experience. Before I start diving into all of these different spaces and everything, I think it's really important to talk about the different kinds of clutter that I experience with my clients, but even like as everyday people, the different kinds of clutter that even like an everyday person can experience. And those are physical, digital, emotional, and mental clutter. Each of those is something a little different, but sometimes they can feed off of each other. And we're going to talk about that. When I hear the word clutter, it can give me anxiety sometimes. Clutter induces anxiety. And sometimes we don't always think about that, but it's there in the back of our minds. We're not as productive when there's clutter around. We're not doing the right things. I get distracted super easily when there's clutter around me at home. And you'd think, I get asked a lot, like if my house is perfectly beautiful, organized all the time, and the answer is no. It's not. It's not organized all the time. I have a three-year-old, a dog, and a husband. It's very rarely perfect. But the difference is, is my systems work, and it takes us 15 minutes. If we really wanted to get house back in order, it could take us about 15 minutes to put everything back in order. And that's not what everybody has. Everybody is, a lot of people are in this chronic state of being constantly disorganized, constantly feeling like they need to play catch up. Whereas if you have the right systems, yes, you'll still sometimes feel like you have to play catch up, but the amount of time it takes is significantly less. Understanding the different types of clutter. We're going to first start with the first obvious one most people think of is physical clutter. Physical clutter is the physical stuff. It's the paperwork. It's the toys. It's the, I see paper, it's phones, like the, all the different devices. We have laptops, tablets, phones. It, we have so many devices. It's the clothes. It's all of this physical stuff that we physically see when we come home, when we go to the office, when we go to work. What do we physically see? And we all know that physical clutter, sometimes we can block it out and put blinders on, and sometimes we get very overwhelmed by it. So the first thing when tackling physical clutter is to figure out where your blind spots are. So for example, I'm going to just bring it into my everyday life. <laughs> um, I'm an organizer, but I'm not always the most organized person in the world. My husband's clutter stresses me out. And it's because I didn't deal with it. I'm, I'm realizing more and more it's because I didn't deal with it. My clutter stresses him out in return, actually. And I don't realize that I sometimes create clutter in the house. Um, mail is a common thing that sometimes will get cluttered, uh, but Sometimes like I'll leave my laptop out in the kitchen or I will leave just um, my book bag and tablet next to me on the couch as I fall asleep on the couch. 
And that stuff doesn't bother him until he sees it. And it doesn't bother me because I, I know it's not supposed to be there, but it's there anyway because I'm the one that did it. But the same thing happens to him, right? When he puts something down and it's not where it's supposed to go, I don't know what the story is behind it. I don't know if he intends to pick it up in the next five minutes or 20 days. So I get very anxious about his clutter. And that is a very common thing from what I've seen is everybody makes clutter in some way, shape, or form most of the time. And if you don't, I would really like to talk to you to figure out what is happening to where you are not actually creating clutter. Because everybody I know, there's something cluttering their life. For me today, and I usually ask this at guests at the end of the show, but mail is currently cluttering my life right now. <laughs> so, yes, I create clutter. I'm kind of type A, and I'm a professional organizer, and I still create clutter in my own home. Physical clutter. It happens. It accumulates, and you have to then organize and downsize. It's just a natural thing. But then, for me versus my husband, this is where things start to become more divergent. Physical clutter for me creates mental clutter. And I define mental clutter as your brain kind of constantly going into overdrive to keep up with things. So when there is a lot of physical clutter, my brain gets overwhelmed easily and is like, okay, you need to do A through Z and you need to do it right now. And then my brain goes in this loop of, okay, well, you need to do A through Z, but like, where do you start? How do you start in order to do this? You got to do this one, this one, this one. My brain goes into this loop. And so I have a constant array of mental clutter that happens because of my surroundings. Think about that. Physical clutter is going to contribute to your mental clutter. If you decide not to write something down or not create a to-do list for yourself for the day, all of those items are still in your head. You're still thinking about them all day and you're not giving yourself the brain capacity to actually take a second and focus on one item at a time because it's still rattling around in that brain. Some of us don't need to write it down and I envy you again. But a lot of us need to write it down to get us out of our heads. And so physical clutter can lead to mental clutter very, very easily. And it happens with a lot of us. This is the most common combination that I see is physical and mental clutter. Now, the third kind of clutter is emotional clutter. Let's say we're going, you're going through stuff in the basement and you come across a bit of sentimental stuff. All that sentimental stuff is going to start giving you emotional clutter. Ooh, what do I do with this? Ooh, I don't want to get rid of it. But it's not being used. But it gives me anxiety the thought of getting rid of it because I'm so emotionally attached to it. Sometimes people would say, oh my god, I forgot about that. I got this and they give me a five minute story about this one item and they completely forgot about it until I pulled the item out of the box and I explained to people you always remembered that story this item just triggered that story for you the memories everything is still there 
but you're holding on to this bear like it is a videotape and it's going to show you everything. And it's not the case. I really think that if you have emotional things, you should put them up, display them, love them that way on a daily basis instead of them being shoved into a tote into the basement. But that is my personal thought there. I believe, and this is all about my beliefs. Every organizer might think differently, but this is my show. I get to talk about whatever I want. So my belief is less is more. We, especially with toys, and I'll use toys as the example. Your kid has 50,000 toys, and you get upset because they're playing with the same five things over and over again. It's because there's too many toys. You walk into a room filled with clutter, you don't know where to start. Most of us don't know where to start when we walk into a room with clutter. And that's because there's too many things to decide on and you get overwhelmed easily. The same thing happens with kids and their toys. They're very simple-minded. They love to play and they love to eat goldfish and they will play with the same five things because it's what they see initially. If you downsize and downsize, toy rotation it up, very limited number of toys available, they will play with those toys more intentionally. And who here, my kid included, would rather play with a cardboard box than the $50 toy that came in the box? Because that's my life too. They like to use their imagination, so let them. So, less is more is number one. Number two, dealing with uh, physical clutter is categorize and sort your things out. Don't make any decisions on things until you sort and categorize. What do I mean? What do I mean by that? So this is uh, my makeshift pencil holder, marker holder that I have here. What we wanna do, let's say we're gonna declutter this. We want to sort things out by similar category and type. So these are all dry erase markers. So the dry erase markers will go into one pile on its own. All of the, this is a paint marker. So I'm gonna keep this with mark like normal Sharpies because that's what makes sense to my brain. Let's see here, I've got pen, I've got pens. And so you want to sort things out first before you make the decisions. And let's see here, I've got scissors, a ruler, exacto knife, sort the things out, then make the decisions. That way you can see exactly, let's see here, a couple more pens here, how many pens you have and you can make a really good decision on this. Now, all of these pens, three of these pens are red pens. I never use red pens, um, so I really probably only need one of them. So the other two can go. This is where the deciding happens. And after you've sorted through things, then make decisions. It will be so much easier. This pen is a nice cookie pen, actually, and I got it at a networking event, and it's one of my favorites. This is also the same. It's a, I keep these, even though they're not my brand, but I keep them because they are very good pens, and I love the feel of it. I love the feel. It's like that soft texture. So I keep these. Um, I have a million of these Easy Life organizing pens, and I do use them because I do love them. Uh, this is a TV one. I it It's nothing to me. It can go. 
this gel pen I got because this is for holiday cards specifically. So I just got rid of in, in my downsize minimized self. I already got rid of three. Oh, look. Here's a fourth one I didn't know I had that can go. I already got rid of four. Literally about half of my pens, and I'm a very minimalist. So imagine what yours looks like if you went through and did this. The next step, especially with pens and stuff, is does it still work? If it doesn't work, just get rid of it. If it's broken, get rid of it. Um, some of you out there might be yelling at me about that. My husband would yell at me about that. He likes to tinker, and so any broken electronics that come in, that happen here at the house go into a doom pile I call the broken electronic bin because he will work on it someday. It might happen one day, it might not. I uh, choose to not fight that battle. I choose a happier life with my husband than fighting that battle every uh, couple months when I find, when I come across that bin. Physical clutter. First tip was less is more. Second tip is to sort and then decide. Sort and then decide. And my third tip for getting rid of physical clutter is make it, make it work for you. Make it a game maybe. You know, how, can you and your friend, between the two of you, make it a competition? Who can get rid of the most bags of clothes? If you guys both have a clothing problem. Uh, make it fun. Give yourself, and then probably my fourth tip then, is to give yourself a reward after completing it. After you're all said and done, wow, that was a lot of fun. Now I'm going to go treat myself. I'm going to go get a cupcake. Or I'm going to go on a girl's night. Let's go do a nice day, date night. Whatever it is, treat yourself to physical clutter because you're going to already start to feel better getting rid of physical clutter, but it'll feel even better when you reward yourself. Oh my gosh, and you might be just like me. If it is not on my calendar, I don't know it exists. And that is my way of getting rid of some of my mental clutter. Instead of me needing to feel like I have to memorize my whole week's schedule or my whole day, I make sure that it is in my calendar. If it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist for me. And that is just the way I live my life. And it is incredibly freeing to live that way. I encourage everybody to try it. Um, practice appointments, working out, things that are timely, put in the calendar set up reminders for yourself if that's something that works but put it in the calendar and time block it out into that calendar so you know what you're doing and you don't have to think about it more people are more likely to do chores and tasks if they've blocked it out into their daily lives so maybe you put in your calendar 8 p.m every night you're gonna do your 10 minute cleanup at the end of the night it's just 10 minutes but it's in your calendar, you get reminded to do it, it's consistent, set on repeat, and so you do it every single time. For me, I have less reschedulings of appointments when I do this method as well because my appointments calendar, people scheduling strategy sessions with me, they all look at my calendar and will block out times based on availability on my Google Calendar.
So that is incredibly helpful because sometimes you won't be able to schedule a, con a strategy session for a whole week because that whole week is incredibly booked and I don't have the time to do it. So I don't have to call somebody and say, oh, I'm sorry, we need to reschedule, blah, blah, blah. It just does it for me, which is so nice. And I don't have to think about it. Now, we've talked about physical clutter very briefly, mental clutter and emotional clutter. Emotional is one of those things that people don't really think about. But the fourth one, even fewer people think of, I think sometimes, is digital clutter. I love organizing people's digital clutter. So, mail is currently cluttering my life, but it's physical mail that's cluttering my life. We always get these stupid credit card offers or the stupid things that just go right into the trash in our mail, right? Think of how many emails you are getting every single day that is cluttering up your digital inbox. Right? Physical, it's really easy to notice it when it's your physical stuff. But when it's digital, it's harder to notice. But it's still taking up some mental space and it's still taking up gigs of data, right? If you don't know, uh, Google has a cutoff limit for free storage. So if you haven't gone through your email, your email storage is part of that number of gigs you get for free. And if you've never gone through your own email, you may be getting close to that limit on your free storage. Photos and videos. We used to take physical film and take it to Walgreens, Meyer. If you don't know Meyer, you're in a different area than me. Um, and we would get the film developed and then we would get the physical photos, which is why as organizers, we see so many printed photos because they didn't have digital storage in the day. Imagine all of those photos exploded and now in your physical space. That is a lot of stuff. So I have a consult coming up and they have 28,000 photos. They've maxed out the memory on their phone. And that's a lot of photos and videos. Oh, videos, there's like 8,000 on top of that. But that's a lot of photos and videos. Imagine those exploded into real life. That is a lot. And in order for you to find what you want of those 20,000 photos, that is going to take you a really long time. Some of those you probably don't even know what it is. Have you ever come across photos in the basement and it's that random photo of some sort of scenic view, but for the life of them, they can't tell you where that was taken? They just have this beautiful scene, which is great, but you don't know where it's from. Gotta go. If you can't tell me where it's from, it's gotta go. Blurry headshots and photos that we see in people's printed photos. I see those all the time in digital photos as well. Gotta go. Duplicates. Gotta go. Nobody cares. They just gotta go. Because that digital clutter is taking up precious space. The more technically advanced that we get as people and humans, the more things we will find how to use digital space for. And so we have to start thinking, okay, how do I 
use this as if it was a physical space. You have five gigs of free storage on Google. Let's figure out where you're spending most of your gig storage at. Is it in your email? Is it in your docs? Is it in your photos? And then let's figure out, okay, we can do a lot of downsizing in here as well because, oh my God, who's like me? I, I download a lot of things to my computer. And so it's very, my download folder very quickly gets very large because I just download things all the time. It quickly becomes large and then out of nowhere your computer is lagging. It's no fun. Digital, digital clutter is not fun. Then you end up with seven versions of the same document. It's no fun. Digital clutter. How do you get rid of digital clutter? especially when it's constantly coming at you. It never slows down. It is constantly coming at you in your face. And there's things you can do to slow it down, but eventually it keeps coming at you. And so just like physical clutter, it's not a one and done. It will have to happen again and again and again. And that is just how our lives go if you want less clutter. You just have to continuously keep up with it. The more you do it, the easier it gets and the less time it takes. I promise you, if you organize your email once a month versus once a year, it will take you less time and you it'll feel a lot better. You won't feel like you have to spend a whole day on it. And you can just do it in one go digital clutter. So email specifically, we'll start with email. Email, unsubscribe. Unsubscribe to anything that all those coupons and discount codes, unsubscribe. Keep the ones that you really like or use pretty often if you really like going to Walmart and you like the Walmart ones or Target. Keep the, Target. Keep the ones that you actively use right now, not the ones that you kind of want to use the ones you are actively using right now. Get rid of all the others. Unsubscribe to each of those emails. Sometimes you'll find that the same sender will send out coupons or updates and news from three different emails. You've got to unsubscribe from each of those three emails, unfortunately. But if you take the time, I promise it will start to slow down. The next part about email decluttering is going to be you need to figure out how far back you want to keep. When it comes to physical paperwork, I usually keep paperwork or recommend for certain things keeping it five to seven years depending on the person and their preference. Figure out if I'm getting rid of papers, tax documents after five to seven years, why do I need the hospital bill? eight years ago. I don't. So figure out what your preference of time is for emails. Certain emails I will keep much longer because it's really important, like medical bill stuff. Sometimes I will keep a little bit longer, but I can always go back to the hospital and ask for copies of those bills. And think about that. If you really do need that one day in the future, ask for it. You don't need to just keep around just in case. There's people out there that are required to keep that information. 
I was just working with a law office, and even the law office follows a seven-year rule. Not that this should be legal advice, but. The next um, thing you can do to reduce your digital clutter, specifically with photos and videos, um, get rid of duplicates, get rid of all the screenshots of text message or other messages, get rid of, um, or shorten, I guess I should say, shorten up videos instead of leaving them to be minutes on end, shorten it up to 15 second intervals, which will really reduce the amount of storage that you need. Do this on a monthly basis too, so it doesn't feel overwhelming. Just like physical clutter, you need to do it often. Digital clutter, you need to do it often. Almost more so if it's causing you anxiety and stress specifically because it won't slow down. We live our lives digitally now mostly, and so it won't slow down, unfortunately, to tell you. As you reduce your physical and digital clutter, your mental clutter will then start to be freed up. How do we do reduce our mental clutter though? Put it down, get it out of your head, brainstorm things. Every week I try to make a list. It's my task list for the week. These are all the things that I want to get done this week specifically. I color code it with priority. I put how long I think it will take to do that specific task start to finish. And then if I'm delegating it to somebody else, but I want to be able to reference that, I will write who I'm delegating it to. That has helped get things out of my brain to where I don't have to think about mm, what's going on. So use the task list to get it out of your head, onto paper, into your tablet, whatever your planner might be. Whatever works best for you, get it out of your head and it will significantly reduce the amount of clutter. Emotional clutter, how do you reduce that emotional clutter? You work with the items. Honestly, that's kind of one of the best ways is Put yourself in that emotional clutter a little bit more often. It sounds really weird. So if you know you get emotional when you come across photos, videos, photo albums, um, baby's first teeth, if you get very emotional with it, put it somewhere in your home a little bit instead. It won't make you feel as crazy emotional anymore. And then you get to appreciate it. Put yourself in the space a little bit more often that's causing you emotional clutter and you will start to get used to it a little bit more and it won't cause you as much anxiety over time. It is not a firm, this is how we're going to get, it's not going to fix it overnight. It just won't. This is one of the better ways that I have seen it, it and experienced this as well. It's just give yourself time in that specific emotion with those specific items. So we have talked a lot about the different kinds of clutter that takes root in our lives. We've got physical, digital, mental, and emotional clutter. We've also talked about ways of tackling these different kinds of clutter. And some of them are as simple as writing things down. It will help reduce your mental clutter incredibly. 
I want you guys to reference this episode again in the future because a lot of my following episodes that are going to be coming out will reference these four different kinds of clutter because I think this is kind of the base. If you don't know what I mean by physical clutter versus digital clutter versus mental clutter, it's really hard to know how to tackle it. And when I reference this with other guests in the future, it's really important to know that difference as well. So thank you for joining me. As always, subscribe so you can get the latest episode. You'll get notified when those new episodes come out. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Easy Life Organizing is my organizing business. And you can follow me there. I post updates and I post about the Talk Clutter to Me on there specifically. And I look forward to talking with you guys soon. Have a great day.